everyone watching online, whether it's now or in the morning or this week, whenever, because this is a word that is going to absolutely change things. The devil does not want us understanding what I'm about to teach. It's a revelation and it's a life changer. Amen. And so uh, I've entitled this message to not today series. The devil can't have what's mine. Just say that with me. Say the devil can't have what's mine. I want you to say it again. The devil can't have what's mine. Everybody ready? Say, not today, Satan. Amen. We're going to go to 2 Peter 1 and 4. And we do have our version notes posted, and they're up and running. So you can pull that up online, and you can pull that up in here. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4. And uh, it'll be on the screen behind me. It'll be on your screen as you're watching at home. It says, and because of his glory and excellence, so because of Christ, he, God, Jesus, has given us, everybody say given us. So we already have it. He has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. That's a powerful verse right there. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I'm so thankful for your word. I'm thankful for the series you've given me. I'm thankful that the devil can't have what's mine. God, anoint me. I know this is not just a word in season, God. This is a life changer. God, this somebody's life will never be the same after hearing this. I thank you for this, and I ask you to anoint me to speak this word now, not in word and tongue only, but also in power and in deed. Let this seed fall in the good soil of our hearts and grow and bear forth fruit in our lives. In Christ's name we pray. And everybody said, amen. amen. If you're in here or you're watching online, I would love for you to just hold your Bibles up, whatever form you have, and let's boldly declare, Father, today, this week, by your grace, I'm going to be a doer of your word and not a hearer only, deceiving my own self. Now, Lord, anoint my ears, anoint my heart, anoint my spirit, my soul, my mind, and my body to receive the truth of your word. Amen and amen. Thank you all for being here today on a Saturday like this. And thank you for everyone who came out and helped to set up and tear down and all that went into this, we very much appreciate it. Have you ever had anything stolen from you? Uh, when I was a kid, our house got broken into many times. We'd go away somewhere, come home, the house was ransacked. I mean, I can remember Nintendo games being stolen, Atari games, TVs, you name it. Happened more than once where I grew up and in our home. I remember when my mom had a Honda Accord that uh, I was driving, I was at a driving age, and she let me use it, and I parked it where, in, the, uh, in the apartment complex, went upstairs for about 10 minutes, she went down to get in the car, and it was gone, somebody stole it that fast. It's a sinking feeling when something gets stolen from you, and that leads me to point number one, and that's going to be the bulk of my time here today, and that is keep what's yours. Everybody say that with me, say keep what's yours. Say it like, say, look to your neighbor and say, hey, you keep what's yours. John 10.10 10 says this. Listen, there are only three things that our enemy comes to do. He doesn't have a complicated manifesto. It isn't, it isn't pages and pages long. In one verse, Jesus Christ teaches us 
everything the devil does. He only does three things. Are you ready? The thief comes only. Everybody say only. Only, only to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. Now, Jesus came that we might have life and have it abundantly. Let me ask you this. How can the devil steal something from you if you don't already have it? I'm going somewhere with this. This is his mission statement. The devil doesn't deviate from it. He's been doing it for 6,000 years of human history now. He's been doing it since Adam and Eve. He will do it until the day he is in the lake of fire. He only does three things. Steal, kill, and destroy. These are things that belong to you. He's trying to take from us the body of Christ. He is trying to take things that belong rightfully to us that we already obtain, that we already possess, and he is trying to take them out of our lives. Did you ever think about that the fruit of the Spirit is already yours? So many Christians are praying, even fasting this time of year, and they're saying, God, I wish I just had the fruit of the Spirit. And I believe God is saying, no, you already have the fruit of the Spirit. The love, joy, peace, those things are already in you. Have you ever looked at the fruit of the Spirit as something you already have in you, you already obtain, versus something aloof out there that you're trying to get? You are not trying to get the fruit of the Spirit. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit, if you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, you already have the fruit of the Spirit inside of you. Fruit on a tree is a natural byproduct of the tree itself, right? So the capacity of fruit to grow and the fruit itself is already within that tree. It's part of it. We are already filled with the Holy Spirit, which means all His fruit is already where? Inside of us. I already have it. Everybody just shout out, I already have it. So if you are a Christian and a spirit-filled believer, then these fruits already belong to you. You already possess love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, goodness, kindness, faith, temperance against that there is no law. If you are a Christian, then healing is yours. 1 Peter 2.24, watch this. Who himself, Jesus, bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, watch this, might live to righteousness, by whose stripes you what? We're healed. It's past tense, which means I already have it. See, when you become a believer and you get baptized in water, the Bible says that the heavens open to you and everything God has, you have access to. Watch this. You were healed. Just say that with me. I was healed. That means I already possess healing. Watch this. And that means the devil's trying to steal my health. Many people are struggling with healing because they see healing as something in which they're trying to get out there somewhere versus knowing and understanding that biblically it's something we already possess. If the devil can get us to keep trying to get something out there somewhere, we'll never walk in our victory. You see, they view as something out there, but in reality, it's not something out there. As far as God is concerned, we already have our healing. It was given to us at the work of the cross. Somebody shout amen. amen. Divine health is something we already possess. 
So when symptoms occur, and they do, I like to call them lying symptoms, it is nothing more than the thief, watch this, trying to do one of his three-part mission, and that is steal what rightfully belongs to me. Listen, when the devil tries to put symptoms on you and some kind of sickness on you and some kind of disease, listen, I firmly believe this. We ought to stand up and say, not today, Satan. You're not stealing what's mine. You're a thief and I'm not going to let you have it. Somebody say amen. Divine health, watch this, is not something we are trying to get from God. It is something the devil is trying to take away from us. Do you see the mind shift change? When the devil tries to put those symptoms of sickness, disease, and all that in your body, we need to confess God's word. We need to refuse it and say, not today, Satan. I've already got my healing. I already, I'm already walking in divine health. He's already paid for it with the 39 stripes on his body. Verbally refuse the lion's symptoms. Am I saying that it's going to happen instantly? No. But we got to be steadfast in our confessions of the word of God. Somebody say amen. Again, you're not trying to get something that you don't already have. You are trying to keep something that you already have. Are you seeing this? I am healed, and by his stripes I was healed. The symptoms are an intimidation of the adversary, and he is trying to steal our possession, which is divine health. So let me give you an illustration this way. If you go home today, and when you get home, for those of you in person, and you get home today and you get ready to turn that ball game on and, and watch the Bengals win their first playoff game since 92, and you're excited, and all of a sudden you walk in your house, and there are two men loading your refrigerator on a dolly, and they're toting your refrigerator out, what would you do? If you're at home, what would you do? You'd, you would stop them. I'm pretty sure you would. Nobody in their right mind, watch this, would stop and watch them load up that fridge on a dolly. And as they're wheeling it through the house, go, you know, honey, I wish we had a refrigerator. One of these days in the sweet by and by, I'm going to have me a refrigerator. No, you would get in front of them and you would say, uh-uh, you ain't taking, what do you think you're doing? Get out of my house, get out. You wouldn't open the door for them and watch them wheel your refrigerator down the sidewalk, look at your spouse and say, man, you know what? I remember the days when we had a refrigerator. I remember when we used to store food in that thing. I remember that freezer full of meat. Glory to God, it's waiting on you at the end of this fast. I remember the days. One day, honey, let's pray. God will give us a refrigerator. No, you know what? You wouldn't do that. You would get in front of them. You would say, you stop right there. You get out of here. Give me my refrigerator back. Somebody say a good amen. You wouldn't be, watch this. You wouldn't be trying to get a refrigerator. You would be keeping a refrigerator you already have. And the devil is so slick, not just with healing, but in other areas, and I'm going to hit these in my life, that what the devil does, he takes from us and then puts us in a position to make us think that it wasn't already ours to begin with, to start asking for something that God's already given us. Is anybody seeing this? When symptoms come... Brace yourself. Tell the devil, hold it right there. Everybody hold your finger up. Are you ready? Say, not today, Satan. Everybody just shout out. Say, not today, Satan. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that's as far as you go. Get your hands off my body. Get your hands off my health. And you get out of here in the name of Jesus. Anybody hearing this? 
It works the same way. Watch this with money and resources. Have you ever believed God for money for something and you got it? And as soon as you got your hands on it, the car broke down. So now the money you've been believing for, for this, whatever it is, now you got to take it and fix the car. Do you know why that stuff happens? Because the devil is a thief. And he robs. But if you're a tither, provision is already yours. I need you to hear this. If you're a tither, provision is already yours. You are not trying to get provision by faith it's already yours. Malachi 3, 8 through 10, watch this. Will a man rob God? Yet you've robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Watch the promise in verse 10. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this. God says, the one area God says, you can test me here. He says, test me, says the Lord. Watch this. If I will not open the windows for you, the windows of heaven, and pour out for you such blessing, there would not be enough room to receive it. So when the devil tries to steal your finances, you need to brace yourself, hold that finger out, say, not today, Satan, in the name of Jesus, the Christ of Nazareth, get your hands off what's mine, get your hands off my provision, get your hands off my finances, and get out of here in the name of Jesus. Woo! Is anybody seeing this? Watch this. Let's get a little deeper here. Are you ready? It works the same way with the fruit of the Spirit. Let me just hit a couple of them. Are you ready? Joy, listen, joy is already yours. Quit praying and asking God to give you joy. He's already put it inside you. Somebody's going to catch this. I'm telling you. You're watching online. Something's going to just explode in you. Joy. Everybody just says, joy is already mine. You're not trying to get joy. You're trying to keep your joy. The devil's trying to steal it from you. How do you know it's mine? Well, Nehemiah 8.10, watch this. For the joy of the Lord is, everybody say is. Is your strength. Let me ask you something. How can the joy of the Lord, or anything for that matter, be your strength if you don't already possess it? So you know what the devil does? He tries to throw circumstances on you to get you down, doom, gloom, and despair, Oh, you're so upset over all these things that happen. And he does, he throws things your way. Watch this. To steal your joy. We need to wag that finger and say, not today, Satan. You ain't taking my joy. Is anybody hearing this? Look, watch this. Hebrews 1.9. Are you ready? You have loved righteousness. Watch this. And hated lawlessness. Some, somebody's going to catch this. Therefore, God, watch this. Your God. Poke your neighbor and say, your God. Watch this. You, you see this underline? It says what? Has. Has anointed you. Not will. Has anointed you what? With the oil of gladness. Above your companions. He's already done it. It's already ours. So when the devil says, oh, I feel depressed. Wait a minute. The devil trying to steal what God's already anointed me with. In the name of Jesus, not today, Satan. You're not taking my joy. I can't control the circumstance. I can't control what's happened. But I can control the fact that I'm going to walk in what God has given me. And that is joy. Woo! Like the song we used to sing, what is it? I got the joy, 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 where? Down in my, down in my where? 
Down in my heart, I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart to stay. Watch it. it does, the song don't say I got the joy, joy, joy out there somewhere. I got the joy, joy, joy at the end of a 21-day fast. I got the joy of the Lord. He has already anointed me with the oil of gladness. Do you know what that means? That means it's my choice. That means when something bad happens, I have the choice to say, well, I can't control that, but I can control this. Hallelujah. Woo, I'm still saved. Glory to God, I still got the joy of the Lord, which is my strength. Am I preaching to anybody today? Woo. Not Today, Satan, when he tries to steal your joy, uh-uh, not today, Satan. Get out of here in the name of Jesus. Get your hands off my joy. Watch this. It works the same way with peace. Did you know peace is already yours? Peace is already yours. Look, you're not trying to get peace. You're trying to keep your peace. The devil tries to make you worry all night long. Take Xanax. Can't leave the house because, man, there's what's going to happen when I leave the door? I can't eat. I don't even know what's going on anymore. The devil's trying to steal your peace. It's already yours. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Be anxious for nothing but in prayer and everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Watch this. Let your requests be made known to God. Watch verse 7 closely. And the peace of God, everybody say the peace of God. God. Which surpasses all understanding means it goes beyond what I can even understand. Watch this. Will guard. Stop right there. How can something guard you that you don't already have? Just leave this up for a second. How can anything, how, how could I have six Navy SEALs guard me today if they're not already around me? How can the peace of God, listen, I'm telling you, this is revelation for somebody. Somebody's going to catch this. How can the peace of God guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus unless you already have it in you? Quit praying and fasting for the peace of God and say, Satan, in the name of Jesus, not today. Not another depression pill. Not another anxious moment. In the name of Jesus, the peace of God is mine. Woo! Is anybody catching this? Man, we got to start saying, devil, get out of here in the name of Jesus. God's already given me peace. You leave now. Boy, I feel something inside of me today. 2 Timothy 1.7 says this, and I want you to leave this up till we get to the next one. Watch this. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. So, we know if there's a spirit of fear, it's not from God. But of, that means if you pull that in, let's, let's take language arts here in English together. It's a conjunction from the first part of the, of, the, of the sentence, which means he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but what has he given us? You ready? But he has given us. So watch this. There are three things he's going to say we already possess. I need you to catch this, folks. But he has given us. Everybody say, it's mine. Watch this. Power, love, sound mind. Leave this up for just a second. Power is already yours. That word power, watch this, is dunamis. Do you know what we do in the church? 
We fast and we say, God, just give me the power of God. Just give me the power of God. Oh, God, give me the power of God. And God says, well, if you'd read the book, I already gave it to you. Is anybody catching this? It's up to you to walk in faith and let that power be released. The dunamis miracle working power of God, the Bible says he's already given it to us. He is waiting for us to walk in faith and see it released. Woo! I'm telling you, it's a life changer here today. You're not trying to get the power of God in your life. You're trying to keep the power of God. It's the refrigerator. When the devil's, oh, I don't have any power in my life. Yes, you do. God said you do. In the name of Jesus, Satan, not today. You ain't taking the power of God out of my life. Are you seeing this? He goes on to say, he goes on to say that he given us, he's given us love too. Everybody say love. Do you know what that word is? That's agape love. Love is already yours. You're not trying to get the love of God in your heart. It's already in you. Pastor, I just don't love people. Yes, you do. You have to. If you're a Christian, he's already put it in you. It's just up to us to walk it out. Well, Pastor, I, I, I need another scripture. Okay, Romans 5, 5. You ready? Now, hope does not disappoint because the love, the agape love of God, watch this, has been... Are you seeing this? Has been, watch this, poured. That word poured there, you know what it means? It's like, a, it's like somebody taking a whole pitcher of water and dumping it out at one time. He has poured out in our, what? Hearts, the love of God by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Do you know what that means? That means I can't help but love people. He's poured. He didn't say a trickle. He didn't say a little drip. He said, I poured like a thunderstorm that breaks open in the heavens. He said, I poured the love of God in your hearts already. I can't help but have joy because I got so much love flowing in my heart. Man, I don't know about you, but I'm like... Why didn't somebody tell me this 25 years ago? I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, well, I was there the whole time. But on a serious note, it's already mine. Look, fast and pray to hear from God and for other reasons. Quit fasting and praying for love. He's already given it to us. Is anybody else excited about this? So when he... When God or the devil puts somebody in your life that rubs you the wrong way. And you don't feel the love of God. Say, not today, Satan. I ain't letting the devil take my love. Woo! Come on, somebody. Shout, not today, Satan. <laughs> 
You know what else he said? He said he'd given us a sound mind. You know what sound mind means? It means discipline, self-control, and moderation. My Lord, I better say that again. He said he has given us, oh boy, I better, oh man, I feel trouble brewing on this one. He said he's already given us a sound mind. Already given us. Everybody say, it's, I already have a sound mind. That means discipline, self-control, and moderation. Pastor, will you pre- please pray? I just can't get discipline in my mind. Well, God said he already gave you it. It's a matter of us walking in it. Pastor, I have no control over my eating habits. He said, I've already given it to you. See, you're not trying to get discipline, self-control, and moderation in your life. It's all ready in you. Is anybody seeing this? This is not bad news. This is great news. You, you're trying to keep those things in your life. Did you know you? we already have? I, I used to pray. God, just give me the mind of Christ. Just let me think like you. Have you ever done that? You know, I'm in a situation. God, what would you do? Help me to think like you. Help me to see this like you. Give me your mind. I used to, I used to beg, oh, God, give me the mind of Christ. Give me the mind of Christ. And then, you know, I got in the book one day, and 1 Corinthians 2.16, he said, but we have what? But we what? We might well, if you fast and pray for 40 days, I might give it to you. Is that what it says? Did you know the ability, watch this, to think like Christ and God is already ours? Why didn't somebody tell me this 20 years ago? Now, am I saying this is easy? No. But it's already mine. Which means when my mind wants to go a different way, other than godly thoughts and thinking like Christ would say, I need to hold that finger up and say, not today, Satan. I'm not going to have filthy thoughts. I'm not going to think bad about my brother or sister. I'm going to have discipline in my mind. I'm going to think like God. I'm going to view things like God. Why? Because he's already given it to me. That means it's mine. I get to operate it. If you go get me a brand new truck and I have the keys, it could be mine all day long. Watch this. But until I get in the seat, turn the ignition on, and drive it, it ain't doing me any good. In the same way God is saying, I have given you these things, body of Christ. Why don't you crank it up and run with it? Woo! Man, I'm excited about this. Look, the fruit of the Spirit is, is ours. Galatians 5, 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is already ours. Is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. I'm just going to hit a couple real quick. Gentleness or kindness is already yours. Kindness here means usefulness, moral excellence, integrity, and kindness. Listen, you are not trying to become someone of integrity. You are not trying, oh, God, help me walk in moral excellence. It's already yours. You're just trying to keep it. We're praying desperately for things that God has said is already ours. It's the fridge in the house. 
And when the devil tries to get you to live immorally and not be a person of integrity and not be someone who can do nice things and be kind in these things, that's when we need to say, not today, Satan. In the name of Jesus, get out of here because I'm not letting you steal my integrity. Whoa, Pastor, I'm trying to get morally right, man. Pastor, I'm going to read my Bible every day. I'm going to pray every day. And those things are good. We need to. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do everything I can. And if it kills me, I'm going to become someone who lives right. God is saying, I've already put that in you. You don't have to kill yourself. Just walk with God. Is anybody catching this online? Are you seeing this? Why are we trying to get things that we as Christians have already been given? It's the refrigerator. It's already yours. You can't get what you already have. You keep what you already have. Do you see the difference? When you're trying to get something out there, it's almost like rolling the dice. If I get snake eyes, I'm in trouble. But if I get 7 or 11, maybe today's my day of peace. No. It's a different mindset when it says, wait a minute. That's mine. That means now, devil, you ain't taking what's mine. Not today, Satan. Just pulled that finger up in the air and said, not today, Satan. Did you know faith is already yours? The word faithfulness is the fruit of the Spirit. It means, watch this, persuasion, moral conviction, religious truth, credence, fidelity, conviction of truth of anything. Watch this. You are not trying to get faith. You are trying to keep your faith. Pastor, if I just had some faith, I could believe for my miracle. God's already put it in her. Pastor, I just need some faith. i, I got to find it somewhere. Man, no, it's already yours. Watch Romans 12, 3, what it says. For by the grace given me. Everybody say given me. I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. Watch what it goes on to say. But rather, think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance, watch this, with the faith God has distributed to each of you. That means we already have the capacity to believe God inside of us. The choice is mine. I don't know about you, that's liberating for me. I'm like, I don't have to beg God and hope I get something I already got it. That means I can choose to believe. The choice is mine, and I choose to believe. God said it, and that settles it. Hallelujah. When the devil tries to steal your faith, you need to say, not today, Satan. Get out of here in the name of Jesus. I am keeping what's mine. This message is not a negative one. It's a positive one. It isn't a message on stealing. It's to make us aware of the devices of the devil so that we can be aware of what he's doing. This is a message about what belongs to you and I and how for you and I to keep it. Somebody say amen. amen. So how do you keep what yours? I, I told you the first point was going to be the bulk of it. I'm going to hit point two and three very quickly and we're going to pray. Point number two is this. You keep what's yours because you are already victorious. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So do we already have the victory? Yes. Let me ask again. I want you to say it like you believe it. Do you already have the victory? 
Let me say it again for those of you online, right there in your couch, in your bedroom, wherever, in the car. I want you to shout it out. Let the guy at the red light look at you next door like, what in the world is going on? When I ask you, I want you to shout it out like you believe it. Do you already have the victory? Think about the refrigerator in your house. You're not asking God, watch this, to give you victory. Victory's already yours. Doesn't that feel different? Look, we are not fighting for victory, rather from a place of victory. You still fight, but it's a different fight when you know you're already victorious. Though when I was in grade school, I didn't mind a good fight if I knew I could whoop them. It's the boys that I thought could whoop me is the ones that I didn't really care to get in that tanglement. <laughs> American writer Wilson Meisner was a talented fighter himself. He was good friends with boxer Mysterious Billy Smith. One day they went into a San Francisco bar and they started a fight with some longshoremen. Well, I mean, they had then cleaned them up. They had whooped them good. And there was this one longshoreman just wouldn't go down. And man, Meisner was just throwing punch after punch. I mean, and the guy wouldn't go down. Finally, the other guy said, hey, stop. I know what's going on. I already knocked that guy out five minutes ago. But when he knocked him out, he wedged him between two pieces of furniture, and the guy couldn't fall over. So Meisner, for five minutes, was throwing punches at a guy that was already knocked out. Watch this. That is a very accurate picture of our already defeated but still standing enemy, Satan. We are throwing punches at an enemy that's already knocked out because of the cross of Jesus Christ. And you know what the devil wants to do? He wants you to keep wasting our time throwing punches at him instead of walking in our victory. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Is anybody seeing this? Well, I'm going to get the devil good. You, you can't get him worse than the cross. Jesus already got him. Our big brothers already knocked him out. It's just a matter of saying, you ain't stealing nothing else from me and my family. Somebody say amen. The next verse teaches us how to stand in our victory, how to fight for what's ours. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. The word steadfast, let me define two very quickly, means sitting sedentary, settled, firm, immovable. God said, I want you just to stand there firm and immovable because you can't lose. Why? How can I do that with chaos going around me? Because I've already got the victory. I know something that you don't know. I already got the victory. Why am I going to get uptight and be anxious? I'm staying firm because I'm already victorious. He also said be immovable. That means not to be moved from its place, unmoved, Firmly persistent. Why? Because you're not fighting for something. Rather, you are fighting from something. You can't lose. He says you just need to be firm and unmovable and stand there because you can't lose. Why? Because God's already given us the victory. Romans 8, 37. Yet in all these things we are. We are. Everybody say we are. Everybody say we are. How can we be something if we don't already possess it? We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We are not hoping to conquer. We have already conquered because Jesus conquered. As a matter of fact, we don't even conquer.
conquer anything. We don't have to. He's already done it. That's why it says we're more than a conqueror. He's fought the fight. He's knocked the devil loose. All we got to do is receive it and walk in it. Revelation 12, 11. Watch this. And they what? Overcame him. Everybody say overcame him. That means it's already done because of the blood of the Lamb, Jesus, and because of the word of their testimony that did not love their, li- uh, love their life when faced with death. We are not hoping to overcome the devil. We are not hoping to overcome an addiction. Somebody hear this. We are not hoping and begging, God, maybe one day I'll get free of this addiction. Maybe one day, God, I'll get free of this sexual sin. Maybe one day I'll have the willpower to turn off the pornography. Maybe one day I'll be able to stop being greedy or the sins of the tongue. Maybe just maybe, Pastor, pray. Oh, I'm going to fast. I'm going to beg God. Please, no. We have already overcome. The addiction was broken by the blood of Jesus. The sexual sin and greed and the sins of the tongue has already been destroyed at the work of the cross. It's already done. Woo! And that leads me to my last point. It's very quick, but it is maybe the most powerful of the whole thing. You keep what's yours because Jesus gave it to you. Watch this. Three times in Acts 3 and 4, it tells why we're healed. But it also, that goes across the board for everything. Watch this. Acts 3.16. Are you ready? I say, I'm ready. Watch it. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name. And the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him as you all can see. It's the name of Jesus is why we're healed. It's the name of Jesus why I have joy, why I have peace, why I have the fruit of the Spirit, why I'm already victorious, why I'm already more than a conqueror, why I'm already overcome him. Why? Because of the name of Jesus. It is at the name of Jesus we are healed. It is at the name of Jesus that we keep what we have. Listen, people name drop all the time in an interview to get a leg up. They they name drop to get the specialists of the doctors. They name drop to get in a, a group of people or to be accepted. People name drop this one and name drop that one and because they're trying to get in somewhere and they think that name's going to get them in. Well, I want to tell you something. There is a name God said use. There is a name God said use that'll get you in any door. That'll keep you walking in your joy That'll keep you walking in your healing That'll keep you walking victorious And it is the name, watch this He ain't a doctor that can Is the best doctor in the world that can only treat symptoms He is the doctor in heaven That can heal the very root of that problem He is the God That can heal every sickness That can keep you in victory That can keep you walking more than a conqueror It is the name of all names That every knee will bow Every tongue will confess at the great name of Jesus. Woo! God tells us to name drop. He said, look, you're a Christian. Just tell him the name of Jesus. When the devil tries to wheel your joy out, say, not today, say, in the name of Jesus. And the devil's like, uh uh-huh. There's that name again. And he's just got to walk away with his empty 
Dolly, because he can't take what's yours. He cannot overcome the name of Jesus. Is anybody seeing this? I mean, he's almost out the door with your marriage, with your peace, with your health. And he's all, we got him this time. Not today, Satan. In the name of Jesus, stop right there. Oh, we were almost there. Come on, Emson Wimps. We better go next door where they don't know the name of Jesus. But we can't mess with them. They know what's theirs, and they, they use that name again. Watch this, Acts 4.10. You ready? I'm almost done. Then know this, you and all the people of Israel. It is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. Watch this, that this man stands before you healed. Acts 4.30, stretch out your hand, this was their prayer, the disciples, stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders, watch this, through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Wouldn't the Cincinnati Bengals love to name drop today? You can't lose. It's already yours. You say, well, pastor, it's already been stolen from me. Take it back right now in Jesus' name. I want you to bow your heads right there if you're watching.